Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. We have been asking Governor Abbott to step into the fray regarding legislation, and he just did. On the issue of school choice, hasn't broadened out his list of priorities, but that's okay. He's still putting pressure on the Texas House, calling them out for refusing to lead on important policy. At the same time, Dan Patrick has literally said, I'm not even referring all of these Democrat agenda items that they're passing over to me taking shots at them for slow rolling a lot of Senate policy that is sitting in committees, sitting in the calendars committee. We're going to break it all down for you today. Let's get to the show. Literally, as I'm recording this, it's Monday. You're probably going to hear this on Tuesday. And the Texas Public Education Committee is meeting regarding Senate Bill 8, a bill that they have watered down to basically say that unless you are a special education student designated as somebody in need of special education, you don't get school choice. So if you're a set of parents in Texas who are saying, hey, our child is being indoctrinated, these leftist teacher union members are indoctrinating our child, you can't get out, right? If you're a parent who doesn't think they're indoctrinating your kid, but literally has realized that your child can't read and they're in the third, fourth, fifth grade, you cannot get school choice. None of you, all of those parents who took their kids and started looking at the virtual education that happened during COVID and realized they're not educating my kid, they're doing a horrible job, I need to get out, but I can't really afford it. Yeah, you don't get school choice. Only if your child has been designated with a special need. And so Governor Abbott came out as the copy of this House proposal, which has been massively watered down. Not a little watered down, not kind of watered down, massively watered down. Here's what he came out and said. Empowering parents to choose the best educational path for their child remains an essential priority this session. A majority of Texans from across the state and from all backgrounds support expanding school choice. The Senate's version of school choice makes about 5.5 million students eligible, while the House's version of the bill proposed last week would have made about 4 million students eligible. So five and a half to four, right? The latest House version, this is back to Governor Abbott, he says the latest House version of school choice, which came out this weekend, only applies to 800,000 students. It also provides less funding for special education students than the original House version or the Senate of the Senate bill and denies school choice to low-income families from many desperately need uh, that many may desperately need expanded education options for their children. The latest version does little to provide meaningful school choice and legislators deserve to know that it would be vetoed if it reached my desk. Instead, the original House version of the Senate bill provides a more meaningful starting point to begin House and Senate negotiations. Now, this is Governor Abbott laying down a standard to say, hey, you need to start at 4 million and the Senate's five and a half, not start at 800,000 and meet somewhere in the middle at one and a half million students. Here's what he's saying. Students and parents deserve access to more choice, period. And you're not just going to pass some special education program in order to designate it school choice. This is a huge victory. Now, literally days before that, the Texas House spent the last couple days that they could pass House bills, largely debating expanding gambling in Texas. 
They wanted to expand sports betting and casino gaming. We've talked about this on the show. You can go back in our episodes and just search casinos, Luke Messia show, casinos, anywhere, and you'll find various episodes we've talked about, but one in particular where we broke down all the reasons that conservatives don't support expanded gaming. But the House took the last two days that they could pass House bills and spent a big chunk of it focusing on expanded gaming, which is supported by the Democrat Party, supported by the Democrat Party platform, and specifically opposed by the Republican Party platform. This is what they spent their time doing. And by the way, that time cost us vital legislation that would have protected detransitioners. We're going to get to that in a second. But here's what Dan Patrick said when, uh, luckily, by the way, for those of you who are engaged, casino gaming expansion died. It died in the Texas House. They could not get the 100 votes needed to pass it. That was a huge victory. But sports betting did pass the House and got sent to the Senate. Dan Patrick then came out with a very strong statement. He said, Texas is a red state. Yet the House vote on sports betting was carried by a Dem majority. The Texas Senate doesn't pass bills with, GO- with the GOP in the minority. The GOP majority guides our path. HJR 102 also will not be referred. Earlier, he had said that the House bill that had to deal with sports betting, just so y'all kind of understand the process, when, you're, when you have something that requires a constitutional amendment, you have to pass both the constitutional amendment and the bill. The bill only needs 76 votes, but the constitutional amendment needs 100 votes. And they got sports betting expansion out with 101 votes. Literally, if two lawmakers had made a different decision, it would have failed. But the lieutenant governor said HGR 102 will not be referred. Can't waste committee and floor time in the last days. And that's really what I want to hone in on. I can't waste, this is from the lieutenant governor, can't waste committee and floor time in the last days. Let's talk about what the Texas House did in the last days and how that reflects on their value system. In just a moment, we'll be right back. Citizens should dominate the conversations around culture and government. And to do that, we need to be informed. That's why Texas Scorecard exists, putting the news in context. We cover the stories that matter to you, the ones that you talk about around the kitchen table, not those dictated by politicians or coastal elites. Our mission is to help citizens move from media consumers to cultural and political influencers. The issues you care about, covered by people who share your values. Texas Scorecard, real news for real Texans. Any of us that watched the debate that happened the last 48 hours on the House floor witnessed Democrat bill after Democrat bill after Democrat bill after Democrat bill come before the body, be debated, amendments offered, votes taken, several bills died. Many of those bills had 60 no votes. Every hour and a half the legislature was meeting, maybe every hour the Texas House met in the last two days, there was some bill that had a Democrat author that had 60 of the over 80 Republican lawmakers vote no on that bill. And it was placed as a higher priority than two important bills that dealt with detransitioners. 
One was House Bill 3502 by Representative Leach, and the other was House Bill 888 by Shelby Slauson. 3502 basically says that all these children who have been experimented on and who have been subjected and abused by gender transition doctors who are trying to do something that cannot be done, turn a little girl into a little boy. What happens is some of these people in their mid-20s go, wow, what was done to me was horrific, and guess what? I'm a woman or I'm a man, and they realize who they actually are which is they are what they were made to be. Their creator did not make a mistake. The problem is when they then go to their doctor and say, hey, I need help. Their doctor says, uh, I am religiously dedicated to abusing adults and children in this way. And I am not interested in helping restore you. As a Christian, we kind of understand that idea of restoration. And it's actually something God desires for us. But it shouldn't surprise you that these evil doctors are not in the restorative business. Their entire purpose is inherently to destroy. That's what they do. So then you have these patients who literally are trapped. They can't, they don't know how to get back. And their body is has been destroyed and is continuing to destroy itself. So what 3502 would say is that their insurance has to cover all of their treatment. Did you know sometimes insurance companies will say, wanna turn into the opposite sex? Be our guest, we'll pay for it. Wanna go back to your original sex? No, not covered under our plan. All these leftist insurance companies. So Representative Leach had a great bill. But that bill was placed at a certain place on the calendar by the calendar's committee underneath a bunch of Democrat bills that were going to get 30, 40, 50, 60 no votes. And they did it on purpose. And they let the Democrats kill that bill because all the Democrats had to do was just add a couple amendments to the bill regularly. And all they kept doing was amending bills and debating bills and watching the clock tick down. And on the last day that bills could come before the Texas House floor, when the clock struck midnight, the calendar was on House Bill 3502. And a couple bills later, which probably would have taken several hours to get to, was House Bill 888. That would have extended the statute of limitations so that these detransitioners actually have time to sue the people that abuse them. Right now, if a 16-year-old has been experimented on for the last several years and then realizes this is absolutely horrendous, that 16-year-old girl or boy have to literally decide to sue their doctor within two years. And if they take three years to figure it out, they're done. Let's, you can't. Sue them. Texas is one of the worst red states in America on this issue. Now, I'm not telling you something that the Texas House doesn't know. They know this, which is why those bills passed out of their committee and why they sat in the calendars committee. But they weren't that important. It should frustrate you. Now, 
Let's get some good news. Senate Bill 14 passed the Texas House on second reading, will pass third reading on Monday, and will likely be to the governor's desk by the end of the week. This is a huge victory. And one of the most encouraging things was realizing how far we've come over the last two years. The Democrats were literally on the floor saying, hey, two years ago, we were just talking about doing a little bit. The stuff that Dustin Burroughs, Stephanie Click, and Dade Phelan killed two years ago, that legislation accomplished significantly less than Senate Bill 14 accomplished. It's because that's not where we were at. And when they killed it, we didn't just come back with a bill that was as good as that. It was a bill that was substantially stronger. And then that bill almost got gutted. In fact, uh, Joe Moody got up and was frustrated because he tried to amend the bill and put Senate language back on that bill. The language that went into the Senate before Dan Patrick and many of the conservatives, Chairman Matt Rinaldi, came out and recognized the error of that amendment and completely stripped it away. And then... Joe Moody comes to try to add this legislation back in to say anybody currently getting all these treatments can keep getting them. We just won't let anybody new get added to it. And he's sitting there going, look, this was, this was added. It was compassionate. It was good. Come on, let's do it. Party line, that amendment dies. Why? Because conservatives knew what they were demanding out of this session on this particular policy issue. And it looks like we're going to get it. We're going to get a huge victory. It's something we should all be very excited about. But here's the reality. We are in the final week and a half that legislation can pass. There are a couple very key House bills over in the Senate. Uh, HB 900 on the porn in school libraries. Now, the truth is that the Senate has already dealt with that issue, but the House didn't actually want to do what was in the best interest of the policy. They wanted to make the Senate debate the issue again. So they sent their bill over, even though the Senate had already done it. And so now the Senate has to pass a House bill and debate this issue again. But that's okay. The Senate is willing to do that because they are far more supportive of conservative policy than the House. One is HB 44, which is a huge victory. This would say that Medicaid doctors cannot discriminate against patients based on their vaccine status. And for anybody who has chosen an alternative vaccine schedule or that their children have not received vaccines, uh, they are discriminated against on a regular basis. And this would say, if you're a doctor and you're taking government money to see these government-funded patients, guess what, buddy? You can't discriminate against somebody based on how many vaccines they have. It would be a huge victory. For Texans for Vaccine Choice and a lot of other medical liberty advocacy groups and interests who've been fighting for this policy for a long time. So these are some House bills that need to move through the Senate. But the vast majority of stuff is actually Senate legislation sitting in the House. There's tons of election integrity policy. There's tons, uh, there's the DEI bill that was passed out after it was completely watered down, but that's okay. We'll talk about that uh, as time goes on. There's women's sports ban. There's the drag show ban. Now, all of these things are starting to move, but guys, they're inching forward in the very final days of the legislative session. The Texas House is going to try to say it ran out of time, and conservatives are not letting them get away with that. Dan Patrick's not letting him get away with it. Greg Abbott's not letting him get away with it. The Republican Party of Texas isn't letting him get away with it. Matt Rinaldi's not letting him get away with it. You're not letting him get away with it. I'm not letting him get away with it. And it comes back to what Dan Patrick said. Can't waste committee and floor time in the last days. 
And the truth is the Senate has accomplished so much that it actually can waste a decent amount of time. It can pass two or three more great bills out and kind of phone it in. Now, really cool, they're not doing that. That's a great thing, that they are finishing strong. The Texas House is just now waking up from its stupor and inching these things along. We have to keep the pressure up. Election integrity legislation is dying in the House. The DEI bill has been gutted, but at least is moving after pressure. The drag show bill has actually maintained a very good, uh, I would say it's maintained its strength, okay? So meaning that in its current state, coming out of the State Affairs Committee, it would stop all of these debaucherous shows that we have brought to light to you, the Texas Family Project has brought to light all across the state, those would cease if this bill passed. Huge victory. And by the way, Texas Family Project has to be credited with this legislation because it was sitting in committee for months, House and Senate bills. And the Texas Family Project bought ads in Dade Phelan's district. Those ads run. He freaks out. They schedule the bill for a hearing. He hires a bunch of lawyers to try to pull the ads that are saying Dade Phelan is refusing to say what his position is on drag shows. He sends a letter to the station saying, uh, my position on drag shows, uh, there, there's nothing they can point to where I haven't said anything. It was a very strange letter. And so the stations are like, you don't make any sense. You haven't said anything about drag shows. The ad stays up. He sent a second letter to try to take this ad off the air. This guy is desperate. Still not working. That ad's still getting played. It's still running. Thank God that groups like the Texas Family Project have doubled down and said, we are going to put pressure on the speaker until he delivers the victory that Texans need. In closing, we are going to watch a clip from our friends at Center for Renewing America. Wade Miller was just on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, many of you who are watching the immigration issue have seen uh, that we basically, we've had a wide open border for years. And guess what? The wide open border is more wide open. It's already been wide open. So it's not like recently we have this, but it's in the news cycle because the already wide open border that has millions walking across it now seems to have even more people walking across it. And Wade Miller was on Glenn Beck's program and just broke down. So it's a good reminder for everyone here what Texas could do about it. Let's go to this clip. He has uh, an inherent authority under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, especially when the federal government is failing to uphold Article 4, Section 4, which Mayorkas and Biden are clearly doing. And that grants governors unique authorities that are constitutional authorities. They're not subject to federal immigration law or cases like Arizona v. U.S. Uh, that, that are broad powers that would allow the governor to take some unprecedented actions. And so what he's been doing under Operation Lone Star is he has been detaining and then taking migrants to ports of entry where he turns them over to federal agents. Uh, and then, of course, they're processed and then released into the interior, or he's been busing them around the United States. What he has not been doing is taking them back into Mexico. And so we have been asking him for two years to, one, declare an invasion, and then provide authorities to agents to actually do something with that declaration. He has stopped shy of the second one. I'm getting some anecdotal evidence as of this morning from Border Patrol agents that there might be a positive development on that. I'm happy to talk through that. But historically, uh, Operation Lone Star has been a lot of bluster and a lot of rhetoric, but it has not done anything to fundamentally change the situation on the border. 
Uh, I mean, and a lot, large parts of Operation Lone Star have amounted to just piling money up and then setting it on fire. Well, I'm very grateful. Texans for Strong Borders has been very loud on this issue, along with Center for Renewing America at a national level. Don Huffines literally ran a campaign. In fact, I shared a, <laughs> I shared a picture the day that Title 42 went away and it said, don't blame me. I voted for Don Huffines. And it was just a, it was one that a lot of people shared on that day because you literally had governor candidates. I mean, Alan West and Don Huffines both were saying, I will declare an invasion. I will put these people back in Mexico. Center for Renewing America for two years has been saying, please do this, Governor Abbott. He doesn't need legislation to do it. He can do it now. I'm appreciative. And if y'all don't follow the work at Center for Renewing America, I encourage you to follow them on social, get on their email list. They actually do regular calls with activists. at a nat- they. If there's one national group that you need to be plugged into, it's Center for Renewing America, because you need to know what's going on. They have a conference call that you can just get automatically called into and connect on a weekly or biweekly basis, I think it is, but I jump on quite often and they say, here's what's going on in Congress. Here's specific things you can push people to do. Here's how you want to engage. Here's, I mean, here's talking points. Here's a one pager that you can send to your congressman, your senator. And these are people that are specifically connected to one or two congressmen in each and every one of their states. So people take it from them, disseminate it out and put the pressure from the bottom up. Very effective. And they're willing to go on media like Glenn Beck's radio program and Fox News and actually say something different than what everybody else says. They're not not there to entertain you. They're there to tell you, guys, Republican governors can solve these crises if they want to. The Constitution gives them tools they're not using. It's something to remember. Guys, we have a wide open border. At the end of the day, it's completely open. Millions of people invading our country. We hope that the message of Center for Renewing America and the message that Texans for Strong Borders has put forth and has pushed will be listened to. Dade Phelan killed Matt Schaefer's phenomenal piece of legislation, House Bill 20, that would have basically taken a significantly firmer stance on this issue, even though the governor hasn't, and Dade Phelan killed that bill. And it was also killed in in help, I would say, with... uh, the work that the State Affairs Committee and the Calendars Committee had to do to slow roll this policy. So it was probably a team effort of House leadership as a whole to kill the bill, with Democrats having to work in conjunction with House leadership, everyone playing their role to make sure that this conservative policy couldn't pass the finish line. So now we're in a situation where we have to take the rest of the session, pass any border security measures we can pass, and also recognize that ultimately it's going to come down to whether Governor Abbott is actually willing to test the limits of his power and to do what Texans need him to do. We're grateful that he's stepping up when it comes to school choice and we need him to step up when it comes to our wide open border. I hope you have a blessed week. May God bless you and may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.